All right. Welcome back to BD Radio for another week, another episode. Um, Just a little bit of news before we get started. Actually, I'll give you a bit of a rundown. So in previous episodes, if you've been listening, which we hope you have, we've done basically a topic. So we've covered something that we thought would add value to our members and community. But this week, we've asked them what they would like to know. So we posted in our our members group and on our Instagram. If you had any questions, send them on through, and we're going to do a Q&A episode. So that got a bit of traction, which is good, and we've got some questions to answer today as I welcome my co-host, Danielle. Hello. Um, and also, I guess we can give you a bit of an update on the podcast. We're now on iTunes which is, I think, like the mecca of podcasts. So we're in the big time now. <laughs> ben is very excited. I was like, hell yeah, we're right up there with Joe Rogan and Mark Merrin. He had Barack Obama on, so who knows? But um, yes, we are on iTunes, so give us a like and a subscribe there. Also, if you're listening, take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram and tag us. Not on your actual Instagram, but in your story. That'd be cool. We'd like to see who's out there listening. Um, so how are you, Dan? Good, how are you? Yeah, good. We we really don't have much to talk about between the two of us just because we live with each other and I basically live in her back pocket all day, but <laughs> we don't really have much news. It's um we're still in ISO, obviously. We're looking forward to getting out of ISO mainly. Um it's been I guess the longer it goes on, um it's almost like a bit like the more depressing it is really like it's sort of it's past that initial um that initial two weeks of like you know oh like new fresh now it's like oh we're looking forward to getting back to what we do because i think we took for granted like how much we enjoyed seeing everyone and interacting on a day-to-day oh, basis absolutely we've had a couple of calls with people <laughs> it's like, and Yay! it's made me so happy the video calls oh and just seeing people on yeah. the road it's yeah, like yeah yeah like yeah we ran into celia and ali the other day and they pulled over and it was like the highlight of our day having yeah. a chat to somebody yeah it was good so um yeah if anyone wants to jump on a coaching call please we love it it's good to see people um so let's get into our questions because no doubt we'll go down rabbit holes with all of them and well it could be a long one so the first question i have a netflix question terrific they're my favorite kind of questions when will season four of ozarks come out because i can't cope now neither can i what a phenomenal tv series oh so good fantastic hopefully it comes out sooner rather than later even though when we were last watching Ozarks you, you were pregnant so that yeah. what was that like 18 months ago yeah and they, they won't be filming at the moment well, we're not holding our breath so hopefully not too long but you know it is it is what it is but Michael Jordan documentary that is awesome if you haven't watched it yet fantastic all right I would love to know if lighter weight and more reps is better than heavier weights and less reps, or does it depend on your end goal? Dan, do you want to take this one? No, you start, I'll finish. As in, you want to hear my opinion first and then you finish? Okay. All right, I'll start. So, yes, it does depend on your end goal. So, obviously, the more specific your goal is, the more specific your training needs to be. So... Let's just take it as you just want to be fit, healthy, and happy with how you look and feel. No, it really doesn't matter. You know, like yep. there are plenty of ways to skin a cat, and there is like there's plenty of study saying that both will largely lead you to the same 
result. Yeah. So it depends on what you prefer. And honestly, myself, I go through stages. Like sometimes I'm really enjoying the higher rep stuff. Like I guess more of that old school bodybuilding type of style. And then other days I just enjoy loading up weights and going as heavy as I can. So I think in an ideal world, you would be nice and concrete on what you'd like to achieve out of your training. And then you can choose the vehicle that will get you there the best. Yeah, absolutely. It all comes down to that angle. Obviously, if you're training to increase your strength, you're going to be doing more strength sets. So lower rep stuff um, compared to the higher lighter stuff Mm -hmm. but in saying that even the people that are training that way um, need a break from that training yeah absolutely and end up doing some lighter lighter stuff for more reps but the people all the people we've trained here we have never had someone with um, a goal that specific that we would look at the rep range type stuff no way we program here um, we program a lot of strength sets here because uh, that's mainly what people come to us for. Yeah, I think um, just on that. So the backgrounds of clients who come to us, they're typically more skewed to that high rep, um, yeah. lighter weights. I think that's. I think it's a bit of a misconception, but it's viewed as a more safe way to train. I think just because of the lesser amount of loads that people lift. But I don't know if that's necessarily the case because a lot of high repetition in a poor position Absolutely. will also get you injured yep. just the same as it will um, heavyweights, you know, in a bad position. So there's a couple of misconceptions with those. Um, but yeah, again, take home message, do what you prefer and occasionally shake it up, I think. would be the best with that. Agree. Next question is also food for fuel. What do carbohydrates do compared to protein, for example, in the body? How does it affect energy level and training effectiveness? Do you want to start with this one, Dan? Sure, we do love food. Carbohydrates. Everyone, (laughs) it's probably the most talked about macro, would you say? Yeah, and I think why that is the case is because we know that proteins and fats are essential and carbohydrates are not an essential macronutrient so that's where most of the debate rages is if we need them or if we don't need them um we are firmly of the view that it's easier to have them just because it makes you so much more flexible in regards to social situations and just your like your general food choices are a lot greater but let's just break down i guess what they do in um the question is in relation to protein and then we can get into i guess how we use them so compared to protein like in simple terms protein is like recover and build so it's like those like it's the it's the building blocks of your body so after you train you need to repair your muscle uh, fibers and tissues and that's where protein comes in um Carbohydrate should be viewed like in comparison to that, they're your fuel source. So um, carbohydrates, when you eat them, they're broken down into glucose and then into glycogen. And that's like, it's your body's most readily available fuel source. It's the go-to. It's the quickest thing your body will use. Yeah. The first thing. That being said, you don't need to eat carbohydrates to 
like get that fuel uh, that fuel source so there's something called <laughs> it's gone off in a coughing fit it's called gluconeogenesis and that's where your body will break down other materials into glucose so like if i guess this is um maybe getting a little bit technical but this is where people who think they're in ketosis may not be because they're having too much protein and they're still using um glycogen and glucose as their preferred fuel so like without going too much into i guess that science rabbit hole how does it increase energy level and training effectiveness again it depends on you how you feel and what you're trying to achieve so there's no real blanket statement for everyone apart from really broadly that if you are lifting weights and doing intense exercise they help absolutely and you want well we always encourage to have your carbohydrates around those training times as well we're just actually talking to someone about that yeah um but also to be aware like with us saying no blanket rules if like females for example need more generally carbohydrates than men yeah um um ladies are uh uh, it's like We're not complex. fragile yeah they're like a, it's, it's a lot more like it's a lot more of a volatile mix is that you can't get away with as much yeah because of how somewhat precarious your hormones are and you know with the menstrual cycle and everything um, i was about to say if that is something that interests you that's like a whole nother topic yeah um training females compared to males there, there's a very big difference yeah for sure a lot more variables training and yeah with nutrition as well um but in regards to i guess how you can use them to be most effective for you with your training what we um recommend which dan just touched on is to try and time them around your um like times of the day that you're going to be most active so that would be around training so for example if I am waking up at home and I'm not going to train until maybe three o'clock in the Arvo, my first two meals of the day will be relatively low carbohydrate. I'll have more proteins and fats, and then I might have some fruit before I train. Um, you know, at three o'clock, and then my post um, workout meal that will be my largest, I guess, like carbohydrate rich meal of the day, and that is to replenish those energy stores um as always your total intake matters more than when you have it but as a general rule i think that's a pretty easy guideline to follow like it also it also helps you like structure up your days a little bit more and just have a little bit more of i guess a plan rather than just floating along and having whatever whenever yeah like a lot of people do really yeah well like we said before i think carbs get a um bad bad rap oh, and massively. not and not all carbohydrates are equal no so like for example we don't eat many processed carbs at all no um so like i wouldn't apart be from easter. <laughs> apart from easter <laughs> ben, ben does enjoy some chocolate and you um not as much as you but i do have a little now you've put me off track ben you were about to you were talking about processed versus non-processed oh, yeah so obviously pro- processed carbohydrates They are. They make you want more. Like you can eat and eat and eat and eat processed carbs. Yep. So just give like a 
I guess a really easy example would be a packet of lollies compared to some boiled potatoes. Like those foods are engineered to head off like all your pleasure senses and everything. Absolutely. You know, like if everyone would know what it's like. Like if if you know, if you have a plate of roast, you're like, yeah, I'm good. But like if you're out at, um, you know the local greasy spoon asian and it's just you know fried rice and honey this and you know like sweetens how are that just floating around the bay marie like you go into town and you're having a great time like it's harder to say no it's harder to say no to that stuff because like you are wanting more yeah it's not it's not in your head it it actually is your body it is a reaction in your body um, causing you to want to eat more. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd probably my advice to the general person would be, um, yeah, don't focus so much on the macro group as a whole, but on... The quality. Yeah, yeah. the quality. Like, that carbs is our, aren't carbs. The, that is our first, like, our first point with all prospective clients or anyone who wants to talk to us about nutrition is we address their food quality first like how much of their diet is made up of unprocessed whole foods compared to processed packaged you know takeaway easy you know convenient foods really yeah. and most people are generally surprised how much processed food they eat oh massive yeah, yeah like because it it's um you know we're in the convenience era Um, and convenient is packaged takeaway, typically high fat, high carb. Whereas it actually upsets me to eat out of a packet. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts my soul. Uh, All right. Moving on because we'll get into a fight. Yeah. Um, Mm. Training effectiveness. I mean, because carbohydrates are your body's most efficient and like readily available source of energy. Yeah. Like when you do things quickly, so if you, you know, uh, like a six minute AMRAP, right, is nice and uh, short and sharp, then you will tap into that fuel and you will have a lot more get up and go about you. Like when we eat more carbs, we notice it. But like, I think that's because our, like, because we're quite tuned in to what we're doing and how we feel and how we eat, like you sort of need to come back to a baseline and then live there for a little bit to kind of understand the impact but there's no doubt that carbohydrates in your diet um especially for speed and like power sports and um anaerobic events as well so like sprinting and relatively uh, shorter runs definitely increases performance um there are those who think that you don't need them and that's fine but there just aren't enough research uh there isn't enough research yet for that to be completely like categoric. Yeah. I was so, about to say, everyone can find research on something they to want their, to agree yeah. with, if yeah. that makes sense. 100%. Um, so, yeah, always, like I, I always say to people, like, trust how you feel. Yeah. Like that is my biggest, like I just wish we all could trust how we felt a little bit more. Yeah. Like but... s- people always want other people to tell them. To give them an answer. Yeah, it's like, like it's well, easy. if you did A, how did you feel? If you did B, how did you feel? Yeah. So, like, what makes you feel good? We did our own, I guess, experiment with the keto diet. And, you know, like, how long did we do it for? Like, four months, three months, four months? It was a I, while. I did it a bit longer than you. 
And when we went back to, I guess, more of our traditional way of eating, God, we felt so much better. Yeah. And that may be because we didn't do it right or, you know, there's a lot of factors there and you shouldn't really follow someone else's anecdotal evidence too much because it's very specific to them. Um, so some people may know, uh, we know may love that, you know, that may make them feel way better and they never want to eat a potato ever again. That's great. That's up to them. But for us, we're fans of not eliminating stuff. So trying to keep your food choices as broad as possible just makes you a lot more flexible. We think, especially with the lifestyle that most people are in at the moment. Yeah. Just sustainable. Like, yeah. Yeah. For your entire life. Yeah, I would enjoy toast. <laughs> and I, I would like to have peanut butter on toast one day. Again, especially after the kids have been having it. It looks delicious. Moving on. So hopefully that answered the question about carbs. Um, if it doesn't, just message us and we'll go into a little bit more specifics there. Next question is about exercise. What should we focus on when doing an exercise? The certain part of the body or core um should we feel it in those certain parts or should it be all over so i guess that's um that's more based around i mean i know we're talking about you know it's it's about the specifics but it really is so it it depends about the exercise here it depends on you know is it a compound movement so when we think of a compound exercise, we're using two or more joints. So we're thinking of like a heavy squat or a deadlift yep. is a compound movement or a push up or a pull up um, as compared to an isolation movement, which would be like a bicep curl, you know, where we're typically using one muscle group at a time. So when you're doing your compound exercises, so let's say a push up, you should feel it predominantly in your upper body, you know, like your yep. chest, shoulders and arms. Um, but like when you're doing a bicep curl, you should feel it in your bicep. So it sort of depends on the exercise and it depends in a way it's programmed. If it's been designed, like if I do a set of burpees straight into squats and then straight into, um, some pull-ups, I'm likely going to be feeling it all over. Yeah. So it really does depend on the way it's programmed and what, um, what exercise it actually is and what its intention is. But in regards to, I guess, how to make sure you're feeling it in the right spot, your mind-muscle connection, as you get stronger and as you can control your body more, it will improve. So uh, sometimes when we train newbies and we'll be doing a plank so when we teach a plank we try not to just have people on their elbows and toes and that's it so we want to encourage what we call a hollow body position we didn't come up with that phrase by the way that's like a gymnastic <laughs> that's like a gymnastic <laughs> thing but we're not holy we're not we're not gymnastic geniuses here but um we want to encourage a position where you can literally feel all the muscles in your ab abdominals like on fire but i can just hang out on my toes and my elbows for ages and maybe not feel it as much as if i suck my hips up to my chin crunch those abs and really squeeze like you can be looking as though you're doing the exercise without getting the absolute most out of it yeah absolutely 
I would agree with that. And yeah, we do see that a lot. Um, it does depend on how long someone has been training. So that's more kind of with the beginners. And you do you do learn to be more aware. I think it's quite a natural progression, to be honest, yeah, for, for, most, for most people. A hundred percent. It's, um, yeah, and it, it can depend in like what school of thought you've, like what training style you've been educated in as well. Like, so from our background, which is more that functional fitness, CrossFit, clock you know race against time style it didn't really matter where you felt the thrusters or the burpees like you're just trying to smash it out so that's you know that's a long way you know to the left and then a lot of traditional bodybuilders will be to the right where it's like no you have to feel every rep and squeeze and burn so i guess now where our training style has sort of evolved to is that we're we're in the middle you know and we'll take parts of everywhere and try and bring it all together to offer the most complete program really yeah i would agree with that next question i think i know the answer to this but a girl can dream is there any particular form of food combination slash nutrition slash fasting that helps to shift abdominal fat like likewise any focused exercise i'm guessing no to the latter and just restricting intake for the first dan you want to take that one (laughs) yeah we all we all she's she's answered the question (laughs) in the question but we can expand on it i think yeah we all do wish that there was a magic pill out there um there was a awesome food combination um, that would help everyone. Yeah, it's like, you know, on the third Tuesday of the month at 10.31 in the morning, just have some tuna and some avocado, abs. We wish that nice. was the case. Yeah. yeah, there are some, I think, general guidelines that are quite good. But even that, like, we are so, so different. Like, everybody's body responds differently yeah. to different things. And I think that's really important to remember. And just like... Well, we'll it's just, lost. Yeah. It's lost in... Because, I mean, you know individual programming and indiv- like personal training we know is best but lots of like group stuff and group ideas and protocols are you know lots of them are really general and they work for a lot of people you know and that would be like a general diet yeah but um ultimately they focus around the same key things you yeah. know and that is yes restricting intake is i mean there's no way around it like you can't lose fat weight whatever you want to call it without being in an energy deficit like you just simply have to be there yeah if not i mean you can have a bit of a recomposition you're like your body can change but in a targeted effort to lose fat you definitely need to be in an energy deficit and unfortunately it's 2020 who knows where um technology may take us but there's no way around it yeah and, and how people do that um like that can be done in a variety of ways oh, healthy yeah. and unhealthy yeah um like i think we touched on it in a, in another episode but you know you could do that by having shakes and you'd automatically be in that deficit that's fine you replace two meals fasting with two shakes. as well yep you fasting. cut out a meal you cut out a big a part of your daily you know yep, absolutely. food there's your deficit yep you'll lose weight however what we do try and encourage um, is sustainable. Um, so you don't want to do something that yeah. when you stop it, 
you're gonna you would you will just slowly gain the weight back on. Yeah. Um, you want to make small changes um, that sees progress. Part of making things sustainable is having the education to know why they work, so that you can, you know, like, so let's say I lose eight kilos in eight weeks, um, and then. Like I know that at the moment, like I'm eating less because I'm trying to lose this weight that I need to like slowly build it up to where I was. Otherwise, I'm just going to gain all my weight back. So, yeah, and it's a little bit of a gripe with um, some of the chain gyms and they'll have a 12-week program or a this week that. And then at the end of the eight weeks they'll just be like all right guys off you go and then in three months time when they run another one everyone's back to square one and they enter the program again because it worked last time yeah so we really want our clients like when they lose weight and they attempt to lose weight it's a focused effort and then they never have to do it again yeah so we really try and arm them with the tools that they know that okay so to achieve this weight loss i'm adjusting this this and this And I know that is going to work because I'm doing more activity and I'm eating a little bit less food so that then when I stop, okay, I'm going to slowly introduce this and reduce that. And then they're able to maintain the result. Yeah. So that's really the most important thing is that when you do it, you do it. Yeah. And I think a lot of um, something a lot of people don't know as well is when you lose weight, it actually takes your body a long time to realize what your new set point set point is yeah. so you need to maintain that weight for a long time yeah. before your body recognizes that that is your maintenance yeah absolutely and the longer you can spend at that maintenance level the better like by yo-yoing up and down like it, it can get quite tough like um people who find it hard to lose like really hard to lose weight even though they're doing all the right things and by all our calculations they should be it's often because i guess of a bit of a um troubled past in regards to lots of efforts before and their body's basically resisting the change like it, it, it can definitely be a bigger challenge for some people than others yeah not and not only just physically mentally too like this is a yeah. huge mental barrier for so many people yeah um, I'd say that's the main barrier. Yeah, I would agree. Probably like, more mental than physical. Yeah, physiologically, the you know the equation is yeah. really simple, and the formula is really simple. Um, the challenge is definitely in the consistency and the mental, you know, past that initial like motivated period. You know, that's really where the challenge is, and that's where. I guess the theme of today's episode kicks in again and it's really all about the individual, you know, so the things will work for different people. Oh, like, like you, you can't compare two people's lives. No. Like, you know, you've got shift workers, you've got people who have families. Mm. You've Like what, what you do in life absolutely impacts what you're going to eat. Yeah. Like the time you have to cook meals. Like, yeah. do you get food delivered to your home? Do you go to the supermarket and pick it yourself? Yep. Like, all, all these factors um, play, play a role in your journey. And it, I think people, yeah, often get caught up in someone else's journey yep. rather than try and come up with their own oh, plan. Well, by taking the principles and applying their yeah. own methods. Whereas, so what our industry sells are methods. 
they they sell the this diet, the that diet, the this training program, the that training program. What they should be selling is, you know, energy balance and progressive overload. But that doesn't quite sound as good as the that hey, is not hey, sexy. Guys, <laughs> hey guys, we've got this BD diet, and it no one has found anything like this ever. And this will blow your socks off, and you'll be Arnold Schwarzenegger in six weeks. So that's obviously you know, ooh, what's that compared to? Oh, I've heard that before. So the principles will remain the same for every person. The way they use the methods, which is the means to create the energy balance deficit, will vary Very, from person yep. to person. But I guess to bring it all back to the original question, no, there's no particular form of food combination, nutrition, uh, fasting that helps to shift abdominal fat. Um, any focused exercise that helps to shift abdominal fat is also unfortunately a no. There's no such thing as spot reduction. There is such thing as spot gaining. Like if I do a million curls, my arms will get bigger. But it, there's no such thing as if I do, you know, a thousand sit-ups a day, will I get abs? No, you'll likely, you know, like if you if you have done that in the past and you think, you know, like, oh, I did a million squats and my legs got stronger or leaner, it's because of the like overall effectiveness of the exercise, not just because you did squats to help your legs. Moving on, when is the best time of the day to exercise? Does it vary person to person? Some days I feel like I can smash a run without effort and other days I've I feel like I can't even make one kilometer. All other things being equal, can time of the day influence how much aerobic energy you have? Dan? Again, everybody is different. Ben and I were just um, having a chat about this one before. Yeah, in the car on the way here. Yeah, actually. So scientifically, um, apparently afternoon. Yeah, most people from everything I've read and have been told... Most people, like physiologically, neuro, like n- neurologically, a mouthful, they're they're at their best to perform in the afternoon, like three, four, uh, four o'clock. They're at their most awake then, which is a bit odd because then I've also heard about three thirty itis. So, but <laughs> as we know, there is optimal and there is practical. So. If we knew that, that still wouldn't make us train at that time just because we can't. The kids are cracking it. We need to cook tea. It's just not going to happen. Speaking of, I want to go for a run yeah, at 4, <laughs> yeah. 4 p.m. today. Yeah, no way. So, like, yes, there are times of the day, but that also varies from person to person. Yeah. So when I say middle of the arvo, that's, you know, that's like a general majority blanket statement but some people also prefer and feel way better in the morning you know like i always have yeah always everyone's on a different clock whereas me no yeah i would not train at 6 a.m if i had the choice i would train at 6 p.m this speaks anyone that knows us this speaks to our personalities but also (laughs) like if i look at my training history i would train after school after work like that's the time of the day that my body goes okay it's time to you know like footy training cricket training like that's when we trained we didn't train at 6 a.m apart from running hills but it's like it's a lot of it depends on what you're used to yeah if you're a consistent 6 p.m trainer and then you have to make the switch to 6 a.m you are are going to feel rubbish for the first couple of days yeah that being said you will get used to it yep 
so there's no there's no good time of the day you know uh, i guess perfect time of the day to train in regards to aerobic energy apart from just when you feel at your best that will allow you to perform at your best and that will be the best time of the day to train yeah and like we're talking about it's all like everyone's lifestyle is different um everyone's got different limitations and obviously you need to work within those parameters um but again trust how you feel and it's not like with saying um some days you feel like you know you can barely run a kilometer it's probably not due to the time to be honest it's probably there's a lot of other factors that i'd put before that it's your mindset um yeah before that time factor for sure some days you just can't be bothered like even if your body was I remember I read an article about a UFC fighter and they will peak for this one, you know, like a 12-week camp. They will train and train and train and it's all because of, you know, 10 p.m. on Saturday night in three months, like I need to be at my 100%. Physiologically, when they get there, they are there, like they are ready to go mentally and the point of the article was that he got there and he's like, I just didn't want to do it. And he lost. Like, he could be physiologically primed to go at that moment, but if you're not mentally with it there... In the game, yeah. It it may as well... Like, he may as well have been on the couch for three months because it's not actually going to um, matter. So that's an extreme example. Like, a run is obviously not like a fight. But some days i'm way more like let's go yeah, and yeah. i'm up and about i'm like pb city baby like woohoo like yeah. moving and then other days i'm like god like this sucks so yeah. and no. those days are the days you should be most proud of um the days when you're, you're not feeling it and you can go out and get your run done or you know get your session done that's when you know that your habits are going to hold you strong absolutely cuz that's the time when you're like like in that immediate aftermath, and we both agree that we feel this especially with a run, is like that a uh, initial like sense of accomplishment because of the struggle to do it. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's the best. You're like, you're like, yeah, like I am the man. Like, I, you know, yeah, I just, yeah. I ground my way through that. That was brutal, but I'm done. And it just like, it puts just the icing on the cake your day. You're like, yes, like I did it. And everyone would know the feeling of having a session or a run hanging over their head all day, not doing it, like, and then just being like, God, I'm lazy. You know, like, I should have done it. Like, that regret, like, I've never, I don't think, uh, rarely, but I can't remember a time where I've skipped a session and felt better for it. Like, even if it's not even as good, I'm like, God, I'm glad I did something. Like, I continued that habit of, I, you know, even if it's a stretch, like even if it's nothing, I'm just like, you know, I continued that habit of doing movement, movement every day. Movement, yeah. Yeah, so not every day has to be the same intensity no. or, you know, like match day speed or exactly. anything. Exactly, like if you're feeling under the weather, don't, you know, don't go for a run or do yeah. a hard weight session. Yeah, it's um, just the streak. It's like yeah. it's continuing that block, that link in the chain of like, yep, yeah, I do this every day as I look after my body and I either run, lift weights, stretch, whatever, but I, I do something like that every day. Yeah. Is more important often than what you're actually doing. Definitely. Yeah, and yeah, I mean – that's another uh, podcast in and of itself in regards to mindset, but you know that's that's massive. At the end of the day, that's everything. Yeah, it is a very big part of it. Mm. 
The next question is my absolute favorite. <laughs> From Instagram, what is our favorite food? <laughs> oh, we love food. I love food yeah. so much. <laughs> we got time. Um, <laughs> like, do you want like breakfast, lunch, and dinner and dessert foods? Well, they're forced to listen. They can they can stop. Yeah, if, if you made it this far, yeah. you're probably interested in our food. <laughs> um, favorite breakfast food. Actually, before we continue and. All the parents out there will understand this. William is convinced he likes pancakes. Like, <laughs> he thinks it's a treat. And, and this he just doesn't. reminds me He because, doesn't like pancakes. Oh, He's every, so funny. Every time we have them and we go out to pancake. Oh, actually, this was so disappointing. But one year on my birthday, we went to Pancake Parlor. And I was like, hell yeah, this <laughs> is going to be great. Pancakes and ice cream. Like, it was crap. It was so bad. But, um... William was pumped. He was like, "Yeah, oh, pancake so part." Like he was excited. Chocolate sauce, ice cream. Um, and he came and said, "Um, oh, he's like, he ate all the ice cream off the top of his pancakes, and then did not have the pancakes at all. And then on the next Mother's Day, as a treat, he's like, let 'Let's have pancakes.'" Like nothing frustrates me more because he has one bite and goes, "Actually, shit, I don't even like this." Anyway, that's over because that all that always just tr- triggers me. I was about to say it is a bit of a trigger. <laughs> it is a bit of a trigger for you. My favorite breakfast food. I don't know if you can really go past like a, just a good fry up, really bit of bacon, eggs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have oats a lot, but delicious. Yeah, they're not as good. I was about to say I was paleo for probably like strict paleo for about two years, and um. When I loosened the reins a little bit when I met Benjamin and started having oats again, my God, oats are fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really miss them. Um, but, yeah, probably my favourite would be Sometimes like we a bacon have it on and a egg Sunday. roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we have it in on a Sunday sometimes? What's the roll called? Ciabatta. ciabatta yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic. A little fresh bread, egg, yeah. bacon, bit of sauce. Coffee, that yeah, that's yeah. the best. Quality bread for sure. Like yep. I don't understand how people eat supermarket bread, like but anything Wonder from a White. bakery, like amazing. What about Helga's? It's healthy. Oh, stop it. Um, lunch and dinner, same category. Those oh. who follow us on Instagram will know we love a roast. Love a we roast. had a lamb roast the other night. Like it knocked my socks off, and we had gravy. It was phenomenal. Oh. I, I would probably say roast. With a special mention to Nonna's Forno. <laughs> pasta Forno is my probably my favourite. Yeah. And it's just pasta and salami and cheese and everything. And a little bit of egg mixed into one, but it is fantastic. Yeah, I, I do love my pasta. I grew it's up... It's like a pasta bake for all those Aussies playing at home. You know, yeah. Like Mum would make pasta, but if it was in a lasagna tray in the oven, it was like it wasn't pasta. So, yeah. It's like it's that, but the Italian version, and it's way better. Um, yeah, I basically love, I just love anything made at home. Like I was brought up, like food was like such a celebration in our family. Like I just remember going to my grandparents, to my nonna and nonnas, like making gnocchi, like all those types of meals. Yeah. I just have like the fondest memories and. See, we were meat and two veg. Yeah. Anything made from scratch 
to me is amazing. Like mm. I don't actually really enjoy eating out much, to be honest, mm. um, compared to, yeah, cooking something up And by scratch, I yeah. don't enjoy eating out much, to be honest, she means like we'll bitch and moan the whole way home <laughs> about how it wasn't worth the money. <laughs> I, I do get like, a little bit upset. She's like, that sucked. What a, waste of, ooh, what a waste of calories and money. Like it wasn't even good, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We went to the um, we went to the cons- uh, conservatory last year. That was good. That was nice. Yeah, we liked it there. Yeah. That yeah. was good. But I don't know anything meat. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a hardcore carnivore, aren't I? I li- you, yeah, you do like your meat. I like meat. Yeah. And favorite dessert before we wrap this puppy oh, up. Oh goodness! Come um, on, Ben. I took William to Cold Rock. On my birthday this year, and he actually enjoyed it. Not like the pancakes; like he loved it. So that's, I like ice cream. Ice cream, cold rock is probably my favorite for sure. Yeah, ice cream for you. 100%. I used to have it all the time, and it's probably no um, no coincidence that my body composition has improved <laughs> <laughs> since not having it every weekend. I've replaced it with watermelon, which um, my waistline agrees with. <laughs> Yeah, water, um, yeah, watermelon is a favourite in our house. Mm. Me, as sad as it sounds. Um, if you say fruit, I'm going to say. I was about to say some fresh fruit. No way. I can't really go past. Like, I could eat like a whole fruit platter what to about myself. Like a tiramisu. No, like I don't mind it. But what about those rubbish Italian biscuits? You like those? They are junk. No, like. What are they called? Biscotti. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Give me a break. Let's see what I have to deal with. Um, yeah, no, fresh fruit, like nuts. Yeah, I don't like... Spice like, nuts? Yeah. You oh, like it? Oh, oh I actually, I know what you like. Shout out to one of our favorite brands who ruined my Christmas present one year, Conscious oh, Cravings. Yeah, yeah. I, I, do, I do like a raw treat. Yeah. Anyone heading down the peninsula, whereabouts no, are moved. they now? they've moved. Muruduck. Oh, yeah, I think so. Um, Conscious Cravings, they are the best. Their slices are fantastic. Everything they make is awesome. They used to be in, um, what's it called? I'm having a mental blank. They used to be down the coast. um, Just past Frankston. Mornington. Mornington. Mornington's where they used to be, but now they're not. We used to go there all the time. It was so good. Not like all the time on a weekend, but if we were heading down that way. Highlight of my Christmas every year. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So that would be your favorite for sure. Anyone who wants to hear the story, I'll tell them how I thought I was spending 30 bucks and accidentally spent 300 <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a Christmas present on a Christmas present for Dan on years food, ago. On food. I was like, yeah, this slice, they were going to bring it to my house. This slice, that slice. Yeah, awesome. I didn't know I was ordering like the wholesale like kitchen size trays and then i checked my account and it was 300 bucks i was like what the hell oh, still makes like, me well, laugh. i can't back out of it now so anyway it lasted us for a couple of months we had these giant trays of it raw was amazing in the that that was a good year so good yeah all right that's the end of our q and a for this week um thanks to everyone who made it this far and now waffling we're still yet to really bicker so you know what? Maybe we'll just talk about calories next week and just have a real old showdown. But um, uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, not YouTube. We're not on YouTube. Spotify, iTunes, Anchor as well. Let us know if you like it, if you want to hear about anything in particular, uh, in particular, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks for your questions, guys. Bye. Bye.